Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. Oh, no. Our season, it's over. over. (laughs) (laughs) The Blue Jackets season has ended, and this is the first episode of Subjectively Speaking in the off season for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Of course, 16 other teams are going to continue onward to chase for Lord Stanley Cup in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Unfortunately, uh, for the second year in a row, the Columbus Blue Jackets will not be a member of that fight, but fear not, a lot of really really positive things coming this off season from the team. We're sure of it. Um, and uh, don't be too sad about not making the playoffs this time. We've known this is the case for a few weeks now. Like this is not news to anybody, but officially the season has ended. Um, exit interviews have taken place, which you'll catch our recap of those or later in the week. But uh, for now today, we've got a lot of really great stuff to talk about. We've got a couple of games to talk about to put a bow on this season. Um, we've got a fantasy hockey champion in our reigns. We've got Laura. She'll talk a little bit about that. Um, some fun stuff that we did with the team before the last home game. And uh, then we've also got our fan or not fantasy. I'm, I'm getting a little bit behind myself there. Um, we've got our picks for the NHL Stanley cup playoff bracket challenge miss champion the general manager of the vesna monologues um how are you doing today um i feel really great uh because as i've talked about before on this show i literally finished dead last in our fantasy hockey last year and part of that was because i didn't understand how it worked and I didn't know that you had to change certain things. So that's on me and kind of on Jeremy because he kept telling me he was going to teach me. But I feel great because not only did I win, but I also had the best record all season long. 17 and 7, baby. That is true. That is true. You were very consistent when a lot of folks weren't. Uh, so good on you for that. I came in second, lost in the championship game to Laura, who would have, like, so it all comes back to the Blue Jackets. It all comes back to the Columbus Blue Jackets because. To Laura my loyalty have, to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Kind of, yeah, because Laura would have lost if Ellis Merzlikens would not have come in to replace JF Berube after an abysmal start to his night against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Friday. So. I hate the Penguins more and more every day. Add that to the list of why I hate the Penguins is because they opened up Jeb Rube like a can of sardines and uh, Elvis ended up getting you four points and eventually the win. But I'm going to rest my hat on the fact that I had the third highest point total in the league. Like that's what I'm going to take away and like run away with. Um, And then of course, shout out to Kelly for having the most points in the league, which is just funny. Um, but based on the winner's brackets, loser's bracket, the top three were you first, me second, and Kelly third. So how about that? So I want to share this win with Elvis, um, as he did secure it for me. Um, also because my name, the Venza Monologues, 
is inspired by him. Um, so, because we, he will take the Venza home one one year. He will take it. Wasn't this year? Had a lot of challenges, but eventually. Hopefully one day, and hopefully he's a blue jacket when that happens because yes, that's could important. Use, <laughs> could use another one of those, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just overall, like, I think that that was a fun little bow on this whole season for the two of us to like go against each other in the fantasy hockey championship and to be able to, um, to have that moment. Although it's weird because there is still another game tonight. Like there's currently a game going on between Seattle and Winnipeg, I believe. And so, yes, but, but like the app ended it right, right. On Friday. Like, both of us, I think I have a suggestion for us for next year. And I think we want to do the playoffs a week earlier. So that way we don't run into what you and I both ran into and what everybody ran into, which was a bunch of people not playing because they were being rested for the playoffs. Yes. Because I think that complicated things. Uh, shout yeah, out it Nathan, did. Shout out Nathan McKinnon. Nathan uh, McKinnon. Shout out Charlie McKinnon. McAvoy. I already don't like Boston. Then you sit him at the last second. Rude. Not great, not great for either one of us. So I think next year – um, I, I think you you were a pretty pretty good league owner. Although I will say it's interesting that a league owner won the championship. We're not going to read too much into that. But no, this um, is the other first league owner who would have won the championship in the end. Either way, so I lost, I lost last year. I, this is my second year in a row being the runner up. I lost to Dan last year as the runner up when I was the league owner. So, um, no no suspect play here from either of us. I'm just giving you a hard time, but. Mm-hmm. Next year, that's your one note. Is when you set up the league next year. Let's let's spread it out that way. The last week of the season isn't our championship, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just a cool way to end the season. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad you had fun this year with it, and I'm glad that you know I thought. I mean, you know, it was very stressful, um, especially on weeks where I would forget my normal Sunday routine, which was setting my roster. Um, but you know, persevered and. You reminded me this morning that you now owe me a pizza. I do. Yeah. No, I'm a man of my word. You can say anything you want about me, but you cannot say that I'm not a man of my word. So speaking of being a man of my word, I said we were going to talk about some Blue Jackets hockey games. Um, (laughs) And really, we're only going to talk about one. Like, I think, like, really, we all kind of – I think we all kind of – want to forget the other two games and we all <laughs> considered the game against Tampa to be the season finale. But uh, obviously the Blue Jackets in the time since we've last recorded uh, went to Tampa Bay, lost 4-1, came back home, beat Tampa Bay 5-2. We were there. Is that right? 5-2. And yes. then um, I think lost to Pittsburgh 5-3. I'll be honest, I didn't watch because I was working Grand Valley graduation. <laughs> so 5-3 um, yeah. sounds right to me. Yes, we lost to Pittsburgh 5-3. Uh, we made a um, some somewhat valiant effort to come back um, towards the end of the second and of the third. I also didn't watch. I was watching a very cute baby and was vicariously living through the game on Twitter. But um, And mainly because our Thursday experience was so great that in my mind, and with the exception of fantasy hockey, the season ended for me on Thursday. So... Um, but yeah, so really, I mean, really the only game to talk about is the Thursday game and the just impressive win over the Tampa Bay lightning five to two and man, were those lightning players mad? They were so mad. They were. And even, even to the point where Pat Maroon tried to start a fight with Elvis Merzlikens, uh, 
<laughs> in the last but, minute of the game, which is just ridiculous. Um, I love it. You know I'm all about the antics, and you know that I would have been all here for that. And I tweeted on Friday or on Thursday during that game, even before that happened. I'm convinced that Elvis Merzlikens is currently the only player in this entire league, uh, or the only goaltender, I should say, that could potentially one day find himself into a Gordy Howe hat trick. Like I'm convinced of it. Oh yeah, I think I think that'll be because that'll be the perfect storm of circumstances for Elvis to you know get get in a fight, which people have tried to fight Elvis pretty regularly this season, like pretty regularly for a goaltender. Like he's people have tried to fight him and he fights back on occasion. He was not, however, going to fight Pat Maroon in the last minute of a game when he was about to get on a plane. He's already in Latvia. Like he left already to go to world, like to the world championship. So um, he had, you know, priorities. He didn't, he didn't want his world championship dreams like dash because he got a broken nose. Um, Correct. And, you know, he, he got two assists this season. So we already know that he can do that. And then what we were all hoping and praying for on Thursday night's game was that the Tampa Bay Lightning would just let him have it and just part like the Red Seas. And he definitely tried. He definitely, and he said in his post game that he told like Lars was trying to tell him not to, and he just like pretended to hear what Lars said and then w- walked away. Skated well, I away. Will say, like at first, it actually like it was a four-one lead, and that was the first time that the Lightning pulled their goalie out, making it four-two when they did so. Um, and so for that, like, absolutely. You get the, sh- you get the puck, you take the shot. If you're up three goals, I mean, like you're, you can get away with an icing and then being down or being up four two, the jackets actually went onto the penalty kill. Another opportunity for Elvis to just fire the puck down the ice without it really mattering because there is no icing on a power play or on a penalty kill, I should say. And so I was convinced, like I was like certain of the fact that like this was the best opportunity, but I don't even think he had his best chance at an empty net goal in this game. I think he had a, he had a shot a couple months ago where it got batted down, you know, at center ice. So, I mean, he didn't even get a shot off. I mean, like he looked like maybe he was trying to get, get control of the puck, but he never even really did that. And so unfortunately it wasn't, it wasn't the time uh, for Elvis, but nevertheless, the team, you know, gets a, a great five to two win at home for the fifth line. And that was really cool. And I think that that's why a lot of people are like, yeah, that was the end of the season because like, there's no real like need to worry about, what would happen in Pittsburgh because what you wanted to do, which was close out the season by, you know, celebrating with your fans, like you've done that. And it's kind of like what this season needed as like the wrap up was like a nice solid win at home an entertaining game, a physical game, a game where a lot of our young guys found the score sheet. It was just really good all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was, and I mean, technically when the original schedule came out, that was supposed to be our last game was against Tampa and then COVID and all sorts of things. Our schedule got changed around. So it ended in, in Pittsburgh, but um, yeah, it was just with a season that has felt both like the longest season ever and the shortest season ever, even though it was a return to an 82 game regular season. Um it was really nice to have another big moment at home. I think that does a lot for some of the more like passive fans. I think that does a lot to keep them engaged over the off season. If we end kind of on a high note, like, yeah, we didn't 
we're not going to the playoffs, but like we are not ending dead last in the Metro or in the league. Like so many people thought that we were going to, um, you know, we didn't end up over 500, but like we came darn near close and, you know, there's a lot of things as we'll talk about over the next few episodes, like when we go through exit interviews, when we do our, our own exit interviews, which are uh, two of our favorite episodes to do, um, you know, we're going to talk about all the ups and downs and how we felt about everything. But I think overall, as a Blue Jackets fan, you should be pretty okay. And like this offseason is going to be from what we know and from what we've seen. And I think just the general feeling, it's going to be a pretty exciting offseason for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, without a doubt. And what's nice, I think a little bit about this time around is it actually feels like it's going to be an offseason. It actually feels like we're going to have a chance to kind of breathe as a team, as a front office. And it's not like the season is ending and now we have to worry about what's happening with the expansion draft. And now I have to worry about what's happening with free agency. And now we have to worry about what's happening with the actual draft. And so there's some time here to decompress. And I think that that's going to be really good. And I think for us, like, I, I think getting the season on a high note and being able to spend some time um, with with some fellow Blue Jackets podcasters and some fellow Blue Jackets social media folks um, by checking out an opening or a morning skate and by um, getting the chance to, to talk about what the future can hold in terms of how we all can come together, like as Blue Jackets fans to be more active socially, like in the social media sphere and to really engage folks into seeing what our community is. There's so much fun happening. Like this team is so excited for the future and I think Laura and I have been very keen to that and we're really excited about how excited this team is for the future, not just on the ice and not just in the front office, but also just in terms of what this team can be outwardly. And I think that Thursday night's win was just, again, like a a perfect bow on the culmination of everything that happened in that day, um, you know, and everything that happened this season, really. Right. And we, you know, we take um what our initial goal was with this with this show and what it's grown into being which is like truly the the podcast for the blue jackets fan community and like you know as we've been dubbed the podcast of the people um you know it's important that we are now getting opportunities and chances to really work with and give feedback in regards to what the Blue Jackets, the fifth line fan community, like what they want to see, what um, what can be done, like, and how it can grow. I mean, honestly, truly, I feel, and this is homery, but like, like the Blue Jackets said to the, to the best fans in the land, like the fifth line are some strong and passionate and loyal and creative and dedicated like fans and the last two years that we've had, you know, supporting and following this team and everything that the team's gone through and um, still being able to come together and enjoy the sport that we all love. Like that's huge. And um, you know, like we said, we don't take, we don't take opportunities like what we had on, on Thursday to uh, attend morning skate and whatnot, like lightly, like that was such a big deal for us. Clearly such a big deal that Jeremy drove (laughs) the four and a half hours down from Grand Rapids uh, so that we could both be there. Um, But it's exciting. Like, I think 
members of the fifth line, new, old, intermediate, should be very excited about what's to come with this team and how this fan base can really impact like hockey culture and um, even more so make Columbus the hockey town that we all know that it is. Yeah, and I think that this season, and maybe it's also just the positionality of us and like how much more I found myself ingrained in fan culture over the last two years, but it does feel as though there is a stronger sense of community amongst the fifth line. And it feels like there's a stronger sense of passion. And that's been cool to see develop, even in a time where, you know, the team necessarily hasn't given you everything to cheer for every night. Like it's been, there've been some long nights. And so seeing that, and even so, like, I think of people like, um, shout out to Scott. I don't even know if Scott listens to the show, but like, I know he follows us on Twitter. But I think about like people who like, I want, we've watched become Blue Jackets fans over the last two years and how unique of an experience that's been. And I imagine, especially for you as being the, like you are now a part of the wave of people who are indoctrinating people into being Blue Jackets fans versus just being the person who was indoctrinated into being a Blue Jackets fan. But it's cool to like, see how that's progressed. And like I said, I can't think of a better way to have celebrated the end of the season and just celebrated this season with, with that game on Thursday and with everything that, that came of it. Now my sleep schedule still fucked up because like I got like two and a half hours of sleep going into Friday. And then I worked for tw- like, I didn't work for, but uh, by the time I was done working and went to bed, I was up for 22 hours. And then I had to wake up four and a half hours later to go back to work again and work for 13 hours graduation sucks, but it's such a great time. I had a great time. Um, I'm just very tired now. And so the sacrifices we make for our passion projects, I say, as the girl who didn't have to drive nine hours round trip. Um, okay, that's really okay. But so, yeah, it's exciting. We also got to have like um, two of our favorite food spots on Thursday, too, to like celebrate our yeah. <laughs> our big day and like the last home game and. Um, so that was really exciting because obviously we've drifted away a little bit from it, but we know that deep in the roots of this podcast, snacks are still very important. So, because we got to go to North Market with some fellow um, Blue Jackets uh, social media podcast humans, shout out to them, um, and then got our favorite tacos. We did do that. They're always so good, but man, I don't want to that spot because I don't want so many people to like go to our taco place. I know, yeah. Until yeah, we can't we can't let the cat out of the bag. We we could never do that. But are we gatekeeping right now? Are we like being the worst? Kind of. But just for a little bit longer. Maybe in the summer we can tell people about this taco place. Maybe that's when we do it. Maybe that is when, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the Blue Jackets, we, honestly, we don't need to get in the weeds of the games and the, and the recaps of the games. I think the sentiment is what matters the most. And it's that um, this one's over folks. This year is done and it ended in a good way because we're repressing Friday. Um, <laughs> so um, as you all know, y'all, the Stanley cup playoffs, they're here. They are here. 
And you know who's really looking out for you during the Stanley Cup playoff season? DraftKings. DraftKings is absolutely looking out for you because hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New most customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility requirements apply. See show notes for details. And I think that this might, that might be a little bit of an early read into the show, but I think you and I are going to spend a quality amount of time yelling at each other about the NHL playoffs because that's right, folks. We are going to use this time together today to pick the playoffs. That's right. Us, we, we are, we are going and, to see who's winning the Stanley Cup. And if I remember right, last year we were actually kind of like on similar wavelengths. Like I don't think we were all that different last year. I don't know if that's going to be the same this year, but I'm excited to find out. I feel like, like more so, like with every year, I get to know more about the teams. You get to know more about the teams, and I feel like every year we become a little bit more of a machine. And I feel like the machine is really in full force for this one. So. Yeah, Lord, right. I just want everyone to marvel that my predictions are written on a series of post-its. So I, I do, in fact, love that. Uh, and this one will be much better than last year because if you remember right last year, we had a little bit of a mess up in like who was going to have to play who because of like the top four becoming like reseeded and everything like that. Oh, yeah, because it was weird with yeah. the COVID version of the playoffs. This um, year, no more. Yeah, it's back back to normsies. Back to normsies. That was a new one. But yes, it's back to normsies. And uh, we're going to start. Do you prefer to start in the Western or in the Eastern Conference? Um, dealer's choice. Let's travel. Let's travel a little bit. We're going to start in the Western Conference um, where we're going to look at the team that uh, finished first in the West this season, the Colorado Avalanche. Now, the Colorado Avalanche, they'll be playing the Nashville Predators. Um, in their opening round series, Nashville uh, earning the second wild card spot, thankfully leaving the Vegas Golden Knights out of the playoffs this year, which I know you and I both are very excited about. Yes, for the first time in franchise history, the Las Vegas Golden Knights will not be going isn't, to the playoffs. Isn't that the worst thing you've ever said? Like, I, it just is. to say, like, kind of this, for the first time, this is their fifth season, right? Mm -hmm. No, fourth. Fourth full. No, fifth. 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20, 21, 20, 20, 21, 21, 22. Interesting. Wow. They, they've been in for too long already. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, yeah, so we get Nashville and Colorado. Laura, I think you and I, I hope we're on the same page with this one because if you're predicting an upset this early on, no. I'm worried about your bracket, but we're, we're both going Colorado. Yes, I am 100% behind Colorado taking this over the Preds. Um, the Predators have just had – I just don't think that they they can pull that big of an upset with how inconsistent their season was. So 
very inconsistent and i'm not sure i haven't been staying attuned to social media today but like i don't know what's going on with uc saros either like i don't know if he's gonna be good to go for the start of this series and if he's not ready to go for the start of this series it's really gonna really gonna be a problem yeah because if you don't have your goaltending in check before you enter the playoffs things could be bad yeah if saros doesn't start one game in the series, it's a sweep. Like, I think Colorado is going to stop them. <laughs> like, it's not even going to be close. Yeah. Agreed. All right. All right. So, moving on to the other central matchup. Um, we've got Minnesota and St. Louis. Now, this one is fascinating. This one is really fascinating. Um, two teams that, frankly, don't much care for each other. Uh, and, you know, I I frankly don't care much for either one of them. It's It's, you know, like I said the Minnesota wild, the St. Louis blues. Who do you have in this one? I have the Minnesota wild. Um, similarly to how I feel about the predators. I think St. Louis is St. Louis's season has been really inconsistent. They've had some really, really hot streaks. They had a hot streak here towards the end. Cough, cough, me benching Ryan O'Reilly. Um, this last week because he had sucked up until this past week, um, apparently. Um, and I just think the Wild has had a much more consistent season. And they their like rough patches have been fewer and far between, more far between than the Blues. So I'm going with Minnesota. So this one is, again, like... We're Is not giving. Are you picking the blues? I am. But what, what I'm going to say here about this is like, this is one of those series where like, I think you could flip a coin. Like, I think you could absolutely just like pick either one of these teams to win. And you're about, you're as close to 50, 50 as possible. I think this is such an evenly matched match up uh, between the two teams. And, uh, you know, to your point, which I don't disagree with you, like St. Louis has been up and down all season long and Minnesota's even had some down spots, but what matters, I think a lot is how you've played coming into the playoffs. And to your exact point, like the, the blues seem to have really started firing off on all cylinders. Um, they seven, two and one in their last 10, the wild eight, one and one in their last 10. Like these two teams are both just so stout right now. Uh, you look at their home and away records, you know, Minnesota at home, man, they've been 31, 8, and 2. The, the Blues, 23, 12, and 6 on the road, respectable, but it just it's going to be really tight. I think the Blues ultimately are going to find a way to win it. I think the goaltending for both matchups is interesting because, like, if Marc Andre Fleury shows up and he's the Marc Andre Fleury of the past, then they're, they're going to be great. But, even Marc-Andre Fleury said a few nights ago he's been giving up too many goals, and he's worried about that. And so it's going to be really fascinating to see what version of Marc-Andre Fleury we get. But, yeah, I've got the Blues, which is going to be a real problem for the Wild. The Wild really need to find a way to win this series, but I don't know that they will. Wow. So early on into this predictions, we divert. Well, let's get back on track. Calgary and Dallas, who do you got? Calgary. Yeah, 100%. Okay, great. I was feeling really good about that. I was hoping you wouldn't say Dallas. Calgary is my surprise of the season. They've been so good. Um, they've looked really stout. Is that the word of my day? Um, it must be. But uh, I can't imagine them losing to Dallas. Dallas is one of those teams that, again, kind of just 
eked into the playoffs five three and two in their last ten. It just doesn't feel great for them. And they're 19, 20, and two on the road. And obviously they're gonna have to go to Calgary for right. at least I mean for, for the majority of the games in this series. Well, and I just think Dallas this season, I mean, obviously they played well enough to eke their way into the playoffs, but their like star players have really been struggling. And like they just I don't think have seen the effort from some of their bigger name players, um, whether that be from injury or from whatnot, COVID maybe. But like normally in, in the couple of years past, you've seen a lot bigger numbers coming out of some of their players. And I just think that they haven't gotten that this year. So I think that's going to be a, a real hindrance to them as well. Yeah, I think that's very true. Jason Robertson is the only reason that team made the playoffs. And I mean, he's obviously a part of the, the new age of um, of that team, and he's a part of the future. But, you know, some of those other guys that you mentioned, the Tyler Sagans of the world, just not necessarily showing up every time that they need them to. And so it'll be fascinating to see if they can take this one to six or seven games. But, man, Calgary, Calgary got the matchup they wanted because Nashville and Calgary play each other tough. That's just the way that those two teams are built. But I think both Calgary and Colorado are pretty happy with with the first round matchups they get here. So, yeah, give me Calgary in this one as well. Got another chance to disagree here. We'll see if it comes true. But we've got Edmonton and L.A. I've made – I put you on the spot a couple times here to go first. I'll go first this time around. I just – I don't think with the injuries to Drew Doughty, with the up-and-down play of Jonathan Quick at times, I just can't imagine – and Mike Smith has been really good recently, which is just out of nowhere. When did that happen? I think Edmonton's got this one. I think McDavid's going to find himself in the second round. Battle of Alberta happening. Uh, so give me the Edmonton Oilers in this first round. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I mean, Jonathan Quick did you dirty on your fantasy team several times this season. But honestly, not not during our final. He actually was okay. It was Jeremy Swayman that really did me dirty. Um, but no, I just think, like you said, all those recent injuries, um, inconsistency with goaltending, them kind of being in somewhat of a, like, in the last years of a rebuild, like, they're really getting themselves back into um, playoff contention and, like, really being contenders. Um, I just don't think they're going to make it past that Oilers team. Um but I definitely don't think that, you know, we'll definitely see L.A. in years to come as as contenders in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think even starting next year, they're going to be a contender for the Pacific Division. Like, I think that they have a real shot at winning that division next year uh, as, as long as they do something right during the offseason. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I definitely am going to go with Edmonton there. And then we'll move on to the East to continue our first-round matchups. Uh, again, I think this is one that we're going to agree on pretty quickly and pretty – easily and that's going to be florida and washington do you want to just say florida on three with me or is that yeah yeah one two three florida Florida. yeah florida's gonna i mean i think they're gonna sweep washington to be frank um i don't have any reason to believe that this washington team can even come close to putting up a fight against these these florida panthers and i and i don't even want to give it much more time of the day for me at least i want to hear your thoughts yeah i mean or as i like to call them the southern blue jackets um because obviously a couple of very notable Blue Jackets players play in Florida now, as well as 
um, Bill Zito, um, who is now their GM, who did many multiple years of good work here in Columbus and has just turned that team around um, in the couple of years that he's been there. So in Florida, I mean, truly, I think I, I said it a few weeks ago that Florida has just had such an incredible season. I mean, can you look up what their home record is? Their home record is just astounding. Yes, 34 and, and 7. It is 34 yeah. and 7. For a team that cannot and does not sell out its own arena, um, that's an incredible home record. Like, just because they struggle to get fans engaged um, at their arena, and they have just really taken it and ran with it. So there's just no way that the Caps are, are, are coming out with that big of a upset. No, there's no way. And I mean, like I would, I would consider that to be the biggest upset of the postseason if they find a way to do it. I, I would even put the eye of the Nashville over Calgary or no, excuse me, Nashville over Colorado. Well, maybe not that one, but definitely I'd put it higher than Dallas over Calgary. Uh, and then you go down. Okay, so now we get a little bit. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, everybody. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs. This one was talking, so hard for me to choose. I know we're talking. Yeah, because one of them's got to win, and you don't want either of them to. Nope. Um, we're talking Toronto, Austin Matthews, Maple Leafs, uh, and we're talking about just the entirety of the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> and so, based on the hate quotient, I'm going to say that because you only hate one person from the Maple Leafs, but the entire Tampa Bay team, I'm going to guess that you picked the Maple Leafs. I did. You mm-hmm. you guessed correctly. Because I only hate Austin Matthews, um, and because not that I necessarily, and we'll see, I, I don't necessarily want the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup, but it would be nice to sort of like see them get past the first round. Um, but because the hate was less, I picked the Leafs over the Bolts. All right. Okay. You picked the bolts, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, until the lightning, or until the well, I guess both. I guess until the lightning show me they can't win on the playoffs, and until the Maple Leafs show me they can, it's it's hard to pick against the bolts here, right? Like it's hard to pick against the lightning. The lightning have won eight of their last playoff series. They've they've found a way to win eight best of seven series, you know, since losing to the Blue Jackets. Still, the last series that the Tampa Bay Lightning have lost. I don't know. I just, uh, to me, it also comes down to Austin Matthews. Yes, great season, great scorer. Uh, but then you look at the the Lightning, and as Jeff Remmer said multiple times over the last two games that we played them, like Steven Stamko is scoring at career goal, like career pace. You know, and, and he's not a young guy. Like he's like a multiple, he's a decade plus year veteran. And you've got, I mean, the moral of the story is it's it's Jason Campbell, Jack Campbell, not Jason Campbell, Jesus, Jack Campbell. Versus Andre Vasilevsky. And I can't pick against Vasi. I cannot pick against Andre Vasilevsky. And so, yes, we're going to disagree on this one. I'm going Bolts. Sorry, Leafs Nation. I am sorry. You're probably also picking the Bolts, so don't yell at me. <laughs> but, man, that one's going to be tough. That one's going to be a – I'm going to watch that series more than any other series. It's just so much blue. 
and it's so just, much writing on it. Like you, you could either oh. watch Tampa Bay fall apart for the first time in two years, or you could watch the Maple Leafs fall apart for the first time. Wait, um, <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So maybe we can be a little bit more agreeable. Maybe I don't know. I, I think we are going to agree on this one too, and that's Carolina and Boston. So do we both have Carolina in this one? Canes all day, baby. <laughs> okay, now you said take a storm warning. And no, 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 let's not get that dramatic. But yeah, it just it, it's, it feels difficult. The only thing about this series to me that has potential to make things interesting is like Frederick Anderson's already been ruled out for the first game. Um, and so the goaltending thing makes me a little nervous for Carolina in these playoffs. Yeah. I don't think it makes me as nervous against the Bruins. I think that they get by the Bruins, but generally speaking, this one makes me nervous for them. Yeah. Because Freddie, I mean, they, like you said, he is out for the first one, but they don't expect him to be out much longer than that. And I know from, like, watching interviews with him, like, he is determined to get back and get in the net for a majority of the playoffs. And, you know, their backup, like, he's pretty okay. So I think we can get them past Boston. We're going to see if he even plays, because I don't even remember who their backup is. Ratnan. Is he healthy? He got hurt. No, I think that they were benching. Well, he backed up the other guy. Yeah, so Pyotr Kochikov, Kochekov, actually, get this. In the AHL this season, 13-1-1 with a 921 save percentage and a goals allowed average of 209 and won every one of the games that he played in the NHL toward the end of the season. So it'll be interesting uh, to see like where that goes and how that goes because man, and then you also got Jack LaFontaine. I mean, there's just so many goaltenders in the Carolina system. They'll be fine, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and give it to the pan or not the Panthers, the Hurricanes here, and then we'll look at the last series. I'm so interested. I I am so interested to know who you picked, even though. Well, my policy is always keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Because obviously our Tommy Panarin was on my um, fantasy team. So I did. I picked the New York Rangers. In another way, hate one out. Like, I hate the Pens so much. I can't. Like, I just can't. And so that'll probably screw me down the way. But, hey, I think the Rangers have, like, a fairly good shot. Artemi is like he's gonna be playing in the in the first game. Like he's good to go. Um, and I think for him, like, because he hasn't been in the playoffs since leaving Columbus. So I think for him, this is like a really big opportunity. And I think he's gonna try and see that opportunity all the way through as best as possible. So I think that's gonna be a big push for the team. Um and I just hate the pens. I just hate them. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think he 
I think the Rangers did make the play-in series against Carolina, and I think he got hurt in that series against. Yeah, they did the make the play-in series, but then they didn't. Yeah, they got slapped, but I think he got hurt in that. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about that, but uh, yeah, I picked the Penguins. Trainer. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about Igor Shosturkin. He's so good. Like, he's so good. Like he's probably the second best goaltender in the. I would say in the league. Like I would argue, like maybe in the league. And for some reason, I still like am leaning into Tristan Jari. Like I'm leaning into the Penguins on this one, and I don't really know why. Uh, it just feels like the Rangers are still fake to me. Like it feels like the underlying numbers still don't show that they're as good of a team as they are on paper. I mean, both of these teams have i mean the the penguins score far more than the rangers do but the rangers give up far less goals than the than the penguins do so that makes this tricky <sighs> yeah i i don't know i'm picking the penguins i'll probably regret it but we'll see we will see we will see and now we get a little bit complicated because now our picks are going to be a little bit different our games are going to be a little different so yeah. let's move back over to the West where I've got Colorado and St. Louis. You've got Colorado and Minnesota. Do we both have Colorado advancing to the West finals? No. You have Minnesota beating the, the avalanche. Wow. I do. Okay. I don't I know. know why. <laughs> no. Yeah. I love it. Chaos. I mean, here's the thing, right? Is like, I, in full transparency, like when I first did this, I had like almost every division winner in the final four. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, this is that's not how hockey works. Like, it's, it's not how these playoffs work. Like, somebody's getting upset. And so I, I don't think it's ludicrous to say that Minnesota has the ability to beat the Avalanche. I think that's entirely fair. But talk well, to me I about – yeah. So last, last year when we did this, I had Minnesota as sort of like – and they were. They were kind of like the underdog, like the sort of – worked our way up here we are like and I just I feel deeply and maybe it's because we share sort of a kindred situation with Minnesota because we um started the same year like you know sort of situation but like I just I looked at it and I was like because I do it's kind of like instinctively I was like how am I feeling and I felt Minnesota so I have Minnesota knocking the Avs out in the second round. I'm probably going to be very wrong about that. Hey, I don't know how how wrong you might be. I mean, there's a lot of question marks still with the Avs, too. I mean, like, they didn't really finish that great down the backstretch. I mean, they finished – oh, goodness, let me pull it up. Four, five, and one. I mean, that's not great. Um, You know, they – similar to – I mean, at least similar to the Panthers. I mean, they've got a really good record at home. So, I mean, them having home ice advantage is going to matter a lot. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from. I do have the Avalanche advancing over the Blues. In my case, I just don't think the Blues – like the goaltending for the Blues seems a little bit shoddy still, not knowing whether or not you're going between Huso or Bennington. You're probably going to lean more on Huso than you are Bennington, to be honest with you. And, uh, I mean, anytime you get a young goaltender who's never been there before – that's always a question mark. And so, I mean, Darcy Kemper is not exactly who I would consider to be like tops of the tops in the league in terms of goaltending. But I think when you play for a team that's so good, like Colorado is, I don't think you have to be a great goaltender to win a Stanley cup. I think you need to have average goaltending. That's not going to let in any goals that they shouldn't, but maybe not a guy who's going to like save you games. And I think that's kind of who Darcy Kemper is this year and will continue to be. And I think that the avalanche will find themselves in the finals or in the conference finals. 
Excuse me. Yes. A little bit of foreshadowing, maybe. Um, so then we move on to the Battle of Alberta. We've got Calgary. We've got Edmonton. Are we going to have the same two teams? Are we going to have two different teams in the final for the West? Should we do a 3-2-1 and then say? Sure. Yeah, let's do okay. it. 3-2-1. Calgary. Calgary. Okay, great. Great. I love this for us. Oops, sorry. I think it's a kind of a no – like, I feel bad for Connor McDavid. Like, I do. Like, seriously, one of this generation's, like, best players – on a team that's just not going to get him to the Stanley cup. Like, and so, and the flames, like you said earlier, have been this sort of like sleeper team that no one really like their season's just been so consistent. And they've like, Jody Shelley said it a couple weeks ago when he and Jeff were talking about um, the, the playoffs and, you know, Jody has the flames to win it all. And so they've just been so consistently good. And I understand that the Oilers are good. And obviously, like I just said, Connor McDavid, stellar player. Um, I just don't think that they they'll, they'll overcome in that situation. So I'm all aboard the flames train. All aboard the flames train. And I think about like Daryl Suter as, as a head coach. And I mean, he's just such a, I mean, the teams that he creates and the way that he coaches is just absolutely built for the playoffs. And so I think when you look at, like, you look at the Oilers, and it's like, yeah, like they can score, like, but they, I don't know how much they're like equipped to play playoff hockey. I know that's really cliche, and I know it makes me sound like one of the like good old boys generation of hockey fans, where it's like all playoff hockey games have to be two one games. They have to go into three overtimes. Like, like that's not how I feel. Like I think that you can win a playoff game six to three or six to four and that's fine. But what we've seen in the past is traditionally that's not what happens. And so I think the Calgary Flames are built for the playoffs. And um they're a dangerous combination of built for the playoffs, but also really scary good in the regular season. And that's why they have the first overall seed in that division. But yeah, give me the flames there. So we've got a couple of different matchups. We've got the um, we've got the Minnesota Wild and the Flames on the West for you, and we've got the Colorado Avalanche and the Flames for me in the West. So moving on then to our uh, conference semifinals in the East, we've got the Florida Panthers for you, the Toronto Maple Leafs for me, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Laura, who do you have? I took the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. um, because just for all the reasons I said before. They've been just this unstoppable force. I mean, obviously, I was so proud of the Blue Jackets for beating them at least once um, <laughs> this season um, and not getting our butts handed to us. But they they are just a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, as much as I was like, let's just get the Leafs into the second round, just, you know, um, Florida will take no prisoners in that matchup. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. If you're if you're giving me Florida and Toronto, it's it's probably it's probably gonna end up not being a great time for Toronto. You have the Battle of Florida. I do have the Battle of Florida. I do have the Battle of Florida, and um, are you taking the Bulls over the Panthers? I am. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I think, like, it kind of goes back to a lot of what I said about the matchup with the Lightning or with the uh, Leafs. It's it's like, 
I I don't know that that's a good matchup for Florida still. I mean, we talked about their record on the road. Where we talked about Florida's record at home. Well, one of their home losses came just last week against the Leafs. Or God, I keep doing that. There's so much blue and there's so much L. Uh, <laughs> against the Lightning, they lost eight to four. They lost eight to four to the Lightning. The Lightning are really, really good. And I wonder who do the Panthers ride in goal because Sergey Bobrovsky and and Spencer Knight. I mean, that's not. Face it, it's not the best tandem going into this playoffs. It's not. And it's nerve-wracking, I think, if you're a Florida fan. So, I, yeah, I, I did. I went with Tampa Bay. I hope you can forgive me. I hope the rest of the hockey fans can forgive you because I think one of the things that a lot of hockey fans would like to see differently is the Bolts not... No, I, I hear you. So me, I'm also one of those people, but my brain is telling me that I I can't be one of those people yet. Like my brain is telling me that like that they are not losing at this point. So right. we'll see, we'll see. But then we go down. So I've got the Carolina Hurricanes. You've got the um, New York Rangers playing them. I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins. Do we have the same semifinalists? Which would mean that it would have to be Hurricanes. 100%. Yeah, okay. I also have the Hurricanes, but I have to say again, like if the goaltending thing is weird here, like I'm nervous for them. I mean, I'm also like nervous, but I just think maybe not necessarily against your matchup with them with the Pens, but like with mine I don't th- I think they beat the Rangers all four times they faced them. I got to look that up. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But what's fascinating is that these two teams were fighting for that first overall spot in the Metro for the longest time. And, finally, the Hurricanes were able to put a, put their mark on it. But, man, the Rangers really were were there up until the last minute. That's true. I also just think that they'll really ride the wave of w- coming through the first round, like, so hard that that energy is going to be hard to compete with. They're going to be well-rested. I don't think that series is going to go a long time. So, like, they should be – they should be okay would be my thought. But, nevertheless, now we've got our semifinals. We've got our semifinals. We've got our final four. We've got the Colorado Avalanche for me and the Calgary Flames. For you, we've got the Minnesota Wild and the Calgary Flames. Laura, who do you have advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals from the West? So in my West, it's Minnesota versus the Flames. And I'm taking Calgary. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, obviously, like I said, this whole underdog situation with Minnesota. But when you get down to that semifinal round, I just think the Flames will dominate them in a very different way. Both teams are very physical. Um, But I think Calgary is just got that little bit more of an edge and so i'm taking i'm taking the flames yeah yeah i mean i obviously we're, we're not talking about um the same matchup but we're talking about the same winner and the same result and i think it's the calgary flames making their way to the stanley cup final i i think that they're a team that kind of like just what i said the last time around they're just built for this like they are built for this and 
I I just don't see it going any other way. I think the Flames beating the Avalanche could be a bit of a stretch, but man, I just I feel right about this. <laughs> That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. I feel right about this. And then we move to the East. The good yes. old East where you've got the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. And I have the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I have the Panthers. So. Right. <laughs> sure. Did you pick um, the Lightning? I did, yeah. So we so we both have the Canes getting knocked out in the third round. We do, yeah. I I yep. I have nothing else to say about the Lightning other than what I've said before, and I have no other concerns about the Canes than what I've said before. <laughs> like nothing new is going to happen between that and that. So yeah, I man, I hate myself. <laughs> I do. I really do. Um, I really hope that I'm wrong. <laughs> I really because hope that you're wrong too, because I would like to be wrong. The fact that your Stanley Cup Finals includes the Tampa Bay Lightning makes me want to throw up a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. Now let's talk about those finals, shall we? Because <laughs> you've yes. got the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers. I've got the Calgary Flames and the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> Laura. Who is winning the Stanley Cup this year? It's the Florida Panthers. Right. You have the Tampa Bay Lightning, don't you? I don't. Oh, you picked the Flames. I do. I think the Flames are going to bring a Stanley Cup to the to the country of Canada for the first time in 20 years. I do. I think that when you look at these this matchup, Oh, it'd be an exciting matchup. I mean, the way that the Flames would just grin and bear it as much as humanly possible, and then I feel like they would take advantage of all their opportunities with Elias Lindholm, with Johnny Goudreau, you know, just these these players who have been really great for them this year, and I just can't see that matchup going in favor of the Lightning. But again, like, until the Lightning lose, like, they're, they're the ones that show they know how to do it the most, but I think they're going to end their streak at 11 series wins. Makes you really think about like the Islanders of the '80s, where they came once, like they made the finals five years in a row, and were just one like series went away from winning five Stanley Cups in a row, as opposed to just four. Like that's just ludicrous to me. But nevertheless, the the Lightning aren't going to repeat or threepeat, I should say. But I really hope not. I don't think they will. Uh, wow! So we've got the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers are winners of the 2022 Stanley Cup. Yeah. Feel good about Hopefully that. Hopefully one of us is right. Yeah, because then that means that uh, the Lightning, the Penguins, <laughs> all these other teams don't all these people yeah. Man, we don't man. like. Yeah, I would very much appreciate that being the reality. But we're so glad you came with us on that journey. And we hope we're doing a – so obviously you're probably missing not playing fantasy hockey with us. But what you can do is you can join – Subjectively Speaking in Friends, NHL Playoff Bracket Challenge. Uh, you can go to our Twitter, which Laura will reference here in just a few moments, um, and you can find your way into our league by following that link. You have until puck drop of the first game 
of the second game. Like, does that make sense what I'm saying? The <laughs> the first game two that happens, you have until the puck drop of that game to make your picks. So if you miss them before uh, the puck drops on Monday on the start of the playoffs, don't worry. You still got a little bit of extra time. But uh, come join us. It'll be a lot of fun. Bragging rights and merchandise on the table. So you won't want to miss out on that. It'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, Laura, do you have anything else to talk about on this one? Um, just briefly, a couple of things that we didn't talk about. Um, oh yeah, last week. But um, the Blue Jackets are going to Finland. And so are we? Question mark. And so are we? Question. We're two thirds of the way to going to Finland. Um, but no, it was announced. Uh, not last week, but the week before that the NHL has decided to continue with the global European series. Um, so the Blue Jackets will be playing the Colorado Avalanche um, for two games uh, the first weekend of November. Uh, as of right now, we are tentatively going to represent, subjectively speaking. I mean, we, uh, we do can- have, we have tickets. We have game tickets and we have a hotel. So we just got to get that pesky flight situation figured out and my passport, but plenty of time to do that. And which is very exciting. I, I don't think either of us, wait, have you ever been to Europe? I have not. No. So this will be a first for both of us. And obviously just like a huge opportunity for the blue jackets. Um, to get more um, on a global stage. Big shout out to one of our favorite people on Twitter, uh, Julie, for helping us so much with um, just all of the planning and things about Finland that we didn't know and just everything. She, You are absolutely just a miracle and we love you so much. And we were so glad we got to meet you on Thursday um, for the first time in person. So Lots of fun and exciting things for that. And obviously big deal as we have the only Finnish, you know, general manager, um, fingers crossed, we will be the long-term home of Patrick Laine <laughs> by the time we go over there. Um, you know, all sorts of things uh, that connect us to the wonderful country of Finland um, and just exciting times. And then I'm not going to remember what the name of this award is, but... I thought it was important to mention that Justin Danforth is the Blue Jackets nominee. Help me out here. For the Bill Masterton Masterton Memorial Trophy. Yes, Um, which is an award given each team nominates a player. um, And it's basically to, to signify a player who has really put his whole heart and soul um, into the team why are you, you look like you were laughing? Because I thought you were going to say something else that I don't know why, and it was vastly inappropriate. And so <laughs> in my head, I heard it, and I just move on, move on. We can move okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> Who has put his, his whole heart and soul into the team, has really made a valiant effort to be kind of like a team MVP. Like, just the effort has always been there. He's appreciated by all of his teammates. Like, just really, really put it all out there on the ice every night. Um, and if you know anything about Justin Danforth, if you heard us talk about Justin Danforth's story at all over this season, that is truly who we should be nominating from the team this year. And so it's a lot of <laughs> big people on that list. 
Um, so obviously we don't know how Justin will fare in that competition, but it is still a big deal. And it's really awesome for him to be getting that recognition from the team. Um, and yeah, so woohoo. Yep. Congratulations. Agreed. Justin. And, and kind of the list of people that you're talking about, former Blue Jackets, Jack Johnson uh, and Chris Russell on that list. Also, Anthony Duclair. So, three former Blue Jackets on that, four actually. Anton Forsberg is another one uh, on that list. But then you've got uh, the likes of Carey Price, future Blue Jacket. I'm just saying this because I'm predicting it. Uh, Jake DeBrusque. Uh, and then you've got. You know, guys like Kevin Hayes and Jack Eichel. I mean, just the number, the names on this list are just kind of like obscene, just how like big these names are. But nevertheless, a great honor for Justin Danforth, and I uh, can't wait to to root for him to to be recognized. And so, uh, let's be honest, there probably aren't many other awards that Blue Jackets are going to be going to be up for. Yeah, not this isn't our season for that, but it's not, and that's okay. That is okay. But folks, nevertheless, um, that's the show. That's what I've got. Laura, do you have anything else? I do not. Amazing. Well, what you do have are is where to find us. There's the resources, oh, yes. the am- like where they can listen. I am the keeper of that information. Um, So, yes, you can follow us on social media. Um, If you're not already, I don't know what you're doing, so you should fix that. But you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook at SubjectivelySpeaking. If you would like to learn a little bit more about us and the show, you can check out our website, SubjectivelySpeaking.com. Also, we're putting out some more information, but go buy our merch. We do have a merch store. Um, it's subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't yet this season or you want something to su- support this journey to Finland, um, please check out our store. We've got a lot of cute stuff and a lot of um, hopefully new stuff coming your way soon. And then lastly, you can rate and review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, hit five stars. It's our favorite number. Um, We don't know why it matters, but uh, those star ratings really help us get noticed in the podcast charts and help when more people are looking for quality hockey podcast content. Yes. And when they're looking for quality podcast content, they'll scroll past ours and go on to the one directly below us because this is just a shit post of a show as always, but you all love it. And that's why we love you. That's why we love you. But until we get the chance to talk again next time, it's going to be Thursday or Friday. We're still going to work through what our off-season release schedule is going to look like, at least for the time being. Um, you can expect two episodes for the next couple of weeks, but uh, we might be updating that a little bit to give ourselves a little bit of a breather over the off-season while still bringing you that good, good content. So you're going to want to follow along, like Laura said, to our social media to know when we're out coming out with episodes. Um, but our next episode, we're going to talk all exit interviews. We're going to do our homework. We're going to come through with our favorite quotes and our takeaways from the Blue Jackets exit interviews that happened on Saturday. And we will talk about that on either Thursday or Friday. So be a deer and listen, will ya? We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about there, and we know you'll enjoy it. So until then, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk soon. Bye.